Hey everyone, this is Daniel of Cold Call Hero with a new special on my journey to buy a car. It didn't start out being a podcast, but after my insane experience, I decided I should record my calls and tell you my stories. But let me catch you up on the details before I started recording my calls. While this podcast was designed for sales professionals, this story isn't. It's for everybody. But sales professionals, let this be a wake-up call to you. Think about what you sell through the shoes of a consumer. I shouldn't have to be a complete expert, industry expert on buying a car. But here we are. The story starts on August 5th, 2020, after weeks of research on a vehicle when my wife Callie and I landed on the one we wanted. We went to the dealership five minutes away from the house and started looking on the lot. I saw the sticker. I saw 48K on the one we wanted and up walks a guy I will call Bobby. I'm letting him know how much I love it because I want to get him invested in the sale. And I want him to be excited that he's about to close. That gives me more room for negotiation, more leverage. All right, Bobby, I want this car. 45K and all signed tonight. And he's like, 45K out the door? Nah. <laughs> okay, 45.5. It'll be a quick sale for you and I'm out the door. Bobby, who is not very enthusiastic, he's like, uh, there's no way. That's, uh, that's not going to happen. And then I pull my walk away card. I figure if I walk away, he's going to call me back. All right, uh, see you later, Bobby. I'm out of here. And I'm walking, thinking he's going to call me back. Nope, <laughs> he didn't. We got in the car and left. Even as I showed interest in the beginning, he was very stale. No eye contact. He wasn't trying to build rapport. It just seemed like he hated his job. And I thought that was it. So I would rather buy from someone that tried to help me out. So I submitted an online inquiry to the dealership about 20 minutes away. A different one. And I immediately got a call. Hello? Hi, can I speak to Daniel? Yeah, this is him. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Good. Awesome. My name is Lily. I'm calling from All Star Care regarding my Kia Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I called to assist you and get you the most accurate information. Remember that. She's calling to assist me and give me the most accurate information. Now, I do see that you're trading in your 07 Honda CRV. Have you had your current vehicle appraised before? No. Have been offer above market value uh, for customers' trade-ins due to the pandemic. Now, um, is there a day you would be available to come in and get the most money for your trade-in and test drive the Telluride? So uh, we already test drove it, and that's we know that's what we want for sure. Uh, now it's just about finding, I guess finding it, because I know they're kind of hard to get a hold of right now. Yeah, they are kind of hard, but we do have some available. Yeah, we we were looking for the um, the EX. We do have an EX available. I can just check. This should just take me a couple of minutes. Let me place you on a brief hold, okay? Yeah. I'll spare you the hold music, but a few minutes later she comes back. The white EX available. White EX, yeah, and that's the um, Nightfall. I'm not sure if it's Nightfall because our manager is not giving us that much information. Okay, that's cool. This is a very high demand of them. I know, I know. Is it, um... So we do have all colors available at Kia. We have the EX, the LX, LX. We have an S. Okay. Yeah, definitely more interested in the EX. Um, how much How much are those going for, the white EX? They're not just giving pricing. Oh, they're not doing that either. 
yeah, extra packaging. But okay. I mean, are are you guys close to Keo and Tegan? Fairly. Uh, I mean, we're we're in denim. We might be able to come by this evening. What time do y'all close? Nine. We we'll close at eight. Oh, eight. Okay. Well, I still got time. All right. Cool. We might come take okay. a look then. Okay. Uh, when you walk in, just ask for the manager. Do you know roughly what time? Uh, maybe around four, possibly. Okay, I'll put you down for like six. You can come before they house it. Okay. I'll send your um, email address is danielmorganhill at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'll send you a, a confirmation over for six and um, it'll have his name included on the map of how to get here, okay? All right, and what was your name again? Lily. Lily, cool, thanks. You've been really helpful. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. I'm still new to buying a car here. I didn't really realize that her one goal was to get me into the dealership because when people go into the dealership, they buy. When they're asking for prices over the phone, they're likely just to follow the best price, which is exactly what I'm trying to do. So she wasn't really that helpful. But anyway, we go to the dealership about 20 minutes away and we ask for that person and the guy's like, nah, nah, you don't need to talk to him. You can actually just talk to me. I sell the most Tellurides. I'll be able to help you out the most. He said his name was, we'll call him Jonathan. And he was really knowledgeable on the car that we wanted, the Telluride. And we had a really good feeling from him. He seemed to be really honest, telling us everything. Very friendly. Said he could help us, listen to us, and he educated us. He also said the guy at the dealership was right to let us walk. Because the one that we wanted is going five to $9,000 over what it's worth, over the sticker price. Wow. <laughs> but he said, you know what? I'll do what I can for you. I guarantee that no one's going to beat my price and I will get you into the car you want. Nice. I like that. That's exactly what I'm looking for, Jonathan. Thank you. This is great. However, it was not great. It was awful. <laughs> for starters, there's some things you should know that I figured out along the way. Some buzzwords. I'm an expert in buying a car now, and no, it shouldn't come to that. You should be able to enter into an industry, make an honest purchase with a little self-research and a good sales professional willing to educate you. This didn't happen. I'll admit, the car that I was after is in high demand, with low inventory, and I wasn't looking to make a killer deal, I was just looking for a fair price. And to everybody that I know is going to ask why I'm buying a new car instead of a used car, I don't care about depreciation. I know it depreciates as soon as it goes off the lot. Around here, we ride vehicles till the wheels fall off. I don't care how much it depreciates because this is going to be my car for the next 15 plus years. So get up out of my business. <laughs> Alright, so MSRP. That's the Manufacturer's Suggested Retail Price or Monroney Sticker or just Sticker Price. That's what the vehicle is suggested to sell for by the people that make the car. It's common to see sticker prices like thousands under the MSRP and rarely will someone actually buy one at MSRP even for a high demand vehicle. The vehicle I want, the Kia Telluride, it's rarely offered at MSRP but it is. It's mostly two to eight thousand over. Next word is addendum. The addendum or the dealer add-on sticker is specific to the dealership. It's their own self-created sticker that's an add-on. It's their way to drive up profits. They may fill your car up with gas or add wheel locks, 
some special floor mats to every car that they sell for an additional fee. These things add very little value and they cost a lot. It's the way for the dealerships to differentiate themselves from one to the other. Next word, TTNL, tax, title, and license. People often ask the walk out the door price. They're just saying they want the fees disclosed, like the bottom line, what's it gonna cost to own this car at the end of the day? TTNL is different per car because it's the taxes. You're not gonna get this number unless you're serious about buying a specific vehicle. Next up, sales price. This one's a little ambiguous on purpose. Sales price, depending on what the salesperson usually means, is MSRP plus addendum before TTNL. So basically the sales price is everything before tax title and license. There, let's dive back in. After leaving the dealership with Jonathan, the one across town, we felt pretty good. He had us on a list for exactly what we were looking for and he was going to call us the second it came. But what we really wanted was back at the other dealership with Bobby. So I text Bobby and said, hey man, um, any chance we could get that car for 46 k like walk out the door price? If so, I'm on my way. A few hours later, he said 47250 This is where I figured out that actual MSRP for the, the vehicle that we were looking at was $44K. So I didn't even realize the first time I went, I was already asking over MSRP already. Not cool. So I said, look, I appreciate it, but I just can't go over that much what it's actually worth. So I sent a text to the other dealership guy, Jonathan, the one that I really liked. Their dealerships are owned by the same person. So I said, hey man, uh, you were very honest with me and I appreciated that. And I need that honesty again. For that car at your other dealership in my town is $47,250 walkout price. Is that a good deal or could I expect a better one from you in two to three months? Then he said, hey man, I'm selling a car. Give me a minute, but you'll only ever get honesty from me. I like that response. He's busy, but he'll get back to me. So one hour later, he says, nothing. Two hours later, though, he says, nothing. <laughs> Three hours, nothing. Four hours. I go. Four hours go by, and I'm like, hey, um, I know you're still busy, but... If you think that's a good deal, can you bring that car to your lot, that exact vehicle, at that exact price that he offered me so I can buy it from you? It's a win-win. Meaning, Jonathan, you go pick up that car and I'll buy it from you for being so helpful to me. And he should want to move on that. So, one hour later, um, nothing. <laughs> Now we're a total of six hours later, and he says, sorry, afternoon was chaotic. I had three customers at a time, but you're my number one priority when I get back to the lot. And I get it. He's busy. So one hour later, he says, I'm asking permission from the owner of both dealerships to get this done for you. And I say, wow, I really appreciate that. One hour later, he says, sorry for the late text. I'm working on it, but I lit the fire under the right butts to make this deal happen. And I say, that's amazing, man. That's great. So can I get it at that price that I was offered? If so, I'm free tomorrow. And he says, awesome. It's a midnight ticker, but I always win. I always get my way because my customers follow through. We will make this happen in the morning. Huh. 
that's a weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I guess that's his way of making sure that if he goes through all this, will I buy the car? But yes, I will. So I said, yes, indeed. Let's do this. The next morning, Jonathan sends me a text. Okay, real numbers is 53-280. Anything less and someone's losing their job. I'm not sure I can even get the vehicle. I'm waiting on the GM to come and call the owner. I worked a deal with my most trusted manager, and management is complaining that someone would give you that lowball number. What? Well, then don't even bring the car. Don't even get the car. This, that's not what we agreed on, Jonathan. I didn't say that, <laughs> but I was thinking it. So I sent him the screenshot, the one that Bobby sent me, saying that 47250 was my walkout number. And I say, nah, we'll pass. I already told you my budget and the deal. I can't go through with this. Then he sends back, 47 out the door simply won't happen. I want to sell you this car. And then I say, no thanks. But you can keep me on your list. And he says, you got it. But now I have beef with Bobby. What the heck, man? So I texted him and said, Bobby, you said 47250 out the door, right? So I'm coming to get it. Knowing full well that Jonathan was trying to get that car at his lot away from Bobby. And Bobby says, that's before TTNL. I guarantee, sir, that if you go anywhere else, it's four to 5000 over MSRP. Well, you know what, Bobby? You should have opened with that. Or at least tried to educate me when I knew nothing about this Telluride economy on my first visit. Okay, I understand. But why are they that high over MSRP? He never replies. I get a text from Jonathan two days later. Well, guess what? I got the white EX Nightfall on my lot. That's the car that I said I'd buy from him if he got his hands on it for the price that Bobby gave me. So I text him back. Wow, John, what's the deal? You got it down then? He said, I had to break someone's arm for you. Price is still firm at 53, but right now you can own it. Come ASAP. Then, seconds later, I got another text from him. Hi, John at Kia here. I have an EX Nightfall for you. It's yours. Come get it. It took me a second, but I figured it out. He was texting everyone on his Telluride list and didn't realize that he was already talking to me about it. There's going to be a mad dash for that vehicle because he just sent that to five or six different people. Thanks. Thanks for that loyalty there, buddy. And then I text him, I can't do that, Jonathan. And then he said, I understand. I checked a Facebook page of the dealership by my house to see when they got that car in in the first place. And I've actually been there a while. So I text Jonathan and I say, look, everyone says these vehicles fly off the trucks, but your other dealership had this car and 11 others for 16 days without a single sale. If there's no buyer, I'll still buy it at MSRP and you have a sale. And then he texts me back. Bobby should have sold it on day one. I have two customers on their way right now. I'm not a fan of Jonathan anymore. So I text him. 
Hey, can you take us off your list now? After calling around, I found two dealerships within 100 miles offering at MSRP for this vehicle. And he says, that's a great deal. Take it. A few days later, I see another Telluride at the one by my house with Bobby. It's been there for 21 days now and hasn't moved. So I text him, hey Bobby, I'm looking at that white SX now. I'd rather buy it at MSRP from you than to see another one go to the dealership with Jonathan. That was good, right? (laughs) So I get no answer for two days. So I say, we'd finance through you also. He finally replies, if the GM changes his mind, I'll let you know. I find the GM's work cell on the website and call him. No answer. So I text, hey, I'm trying to get that white SX off of your lot for MSRP. I know it can't help your revenue numbers to lose another car to the dealership on Segan, but I'll buy it tonight. No answer. Three days later, Bobby tells me that someone bought it. Dang. So I went to the GM of Jonathan's dealership. He sent me an email, the GM did, with his personal cell, and it said to call him anytime for any help. So I tried. No answer. Later, I text him. Hey, Richard, I want to buy this EX Nightfall from you. West Bank and Pat Peck and other dealerships are selling it at MSRP. I have no problem going there with my trade and financing, but you have the one I want close to me today. I'm the reason that car ended up on your lot. I told Jonathan it had been there for 16 days and that I'd buy it from him if he got it on his lot, your lot. I simply can't do over MSRP. Please help me out. I sincerely appreciate your accessibility by giving out your cell. Thank you, Daniel. And I never got a response. So why does Richard put his number out like that? I don't know. I followed up with a sales guy, Jonathan. Yes, the car he got because of me. Yes, the idea I gave him to get it that he sent to other people simultaneously. And it sold the day after he got it. Remember how he said in the text that he always wins? Yes, he does. With or without perceptions of loyalty that he makes along the way. I'm done with Jonathan and that dealership. And I'm also done with Bobby and his dealership. They all either lied or misled in some way. And for me, as a salesman, intentionally leaving out details and misleading the prospect is a garbage move. I was already starting to realize this, but it hits me. I have no leverage in the sales process. I have no room to negotiate. I can't ask a seller to give me a deal on something that they'd sell three to $5,000 over the next day. It's no longer their challenge to sell. It's my challenge to buy. That's episode one. Make sure you check out episode two and keep going because it gets crazier. Last thing, if you want to support me, it's free. Just go to Facebook, type in Lumen Hill, and like that page, especially if you're into sales. I'll give free sales tips. If you're new here, Lumen Hill is my sales consulting company. It's creative consulting. Also, everything from the music to the production is done by me. If you want to hear more of my music, 
you can search Music of Daniel Hill on Facebook. If you'd like to connect and grow your network professionally, add me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. Sleep life away.